Welcome to another episode of Studies in Empathy, a Cleveland Clinic podcast exploring empathy and patient experience. I'm your host, Steph Baer, Senior Director of the Office of Patient Experience here at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. Today, I'm pleased to have Dr. James Gutierrez here. Jim, welcome to Studies in Empathy. Hey, Steph. It's great to be here. Greetings from London. Jim's an internal medicine physician. He currently serves as the Chief of Quality, Safety, and Patient Experience at Cleveland Clinic London. This year, Cleveland Clinic London opened its doors to its first outpatient center. Cleveland Clinic London's first inpatient hospital is expected to open early next year. Jim's provided care at Cleveland Clinic for over 20 years. He formerly served as a department chair, president of Cleveland Clinic Medicare ACO, and is a member of our Board of Governors. Boy, you're busy. It's such an honor to have you make time today, especially given the time difference. So thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. It's great to, to continue to be connected with, with you and the team back in Cleveland, Steph. So I just read a bio, but tell me a little bit about it in your words and what your journey was like to get to your current role in London. Absolutely. So I'm, um, I'm Northeast Ohio, born and bred and raised. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, originally, and came to Cleveland for college initially, and then went to medical school there, did some training uh, on the East Coast, and then came back to work in Cleveland and have been in Cleveland since, uh, at least up until I came to London. Uh, I joined Cleveland Clinic. Um, I think I had had a couple years of experience before coming to the clinic, but I joined in the mid-90s, right around the time when they were starting to expand into the community and open up the family health center. So, you know, the opportunity to be part of a large organization like the clinic, but still practice in my local community um, was really attractive to me. So that was, that was really super. And, uh, you know, early on in my career, pretty much as soon as I joined, I was asked to get involved with the quality efforts um, in what was then called regional medical practice. So the clinic's efforts in the community, you know, and I think I learned that quality, you know, as well as safety and patient experience, those are great areas for, you know, young doctors or other people in healthcare to kind of develop leadership skills and get to know an organization because patient experience, quality and safety, they all cut across, you know, really all aspects of the organization. So it was great for me because it allowed me to build relationships with people on main campus and at other family health centers and really get to know the organization well and also, you know, become known a bit more outside of just my practice. That eventually led to, you know, me becoming the chair of what was then the Department of Community Internal Medicine um, when it was first formed. And I had that role until I came to London in 2018. During my time in primary care, both practicing and as a department chair, you know, I got involved in the early efforts around population health at Cleveland Clinic, which was really exciting, you know, really looking at how do you, uh, you know, how do you start to, you know, not only address the issues for patients who you're seeing every day, but really, how do you start to look at a population of patients and do things a bit differently to make sure that you're trying to identify and interrupt health problems before they get to the point where you need to go see a doctor? You know, I had some involvement through that with the forming of our accountable care organization, which is a, an effort in our Medicare population to improve the quality of care as well as lower the cost of care. And, um, you know, I was really blessed in 2018 to be asked to join our team in London. 
as the chief of quality safety and patient experience and you know be part of the team that's really looking to bring this project to life you know as you said we opened up our outpatient facility in september so we're seven or eight or nine weeks into this now and it's really exciting to be caring for patients we'll be opening the hospital here which is going to be a, a you know a huge milestone for us and for cleveland clinic at the end of january 2022 so it's it's a really busy time, but it's really exciting, you know, being part of a team that's bringing Cleveland Clinic's model and our ethos to the United Kingdom. I didn't realize you were over there in 2018. Mm-hmm. Boy, before we even had a the building ready, you were there. Yeah, well, it was interesting, Steph. When a number of us came over, you know, the project had been going on for two or three years already. You know, it goes back to. Um, 2015 or earlier when they started to first envision Cleveland Clinic London and look for a site and everything. So when I got here, you know, we had the site. It basically was three walls and a massive hole in the ground where they took an existing building and gutted it and have built it back up. You know, COVID, I think, put a bit of a a wrench in the plans in terms of throwing us off our timelines. Um, But that said, I think it was a tremendous bonding and learning experience for all of us here, um, going through a pandemic together, kind of working virtually, supporting each other. And I think it's given us a different perspective on empathy and patient care as well, because it all clearly starts with how caregivers treat one another. Isn't that the truth? Let's explore that a little bit. Just in the last seven or eight weeks, if it's gotten to see patients prior to that, it was just the team building during mm-hmm. a pandemic. And I like that you said you learned empathy and how we treat each other. Can you talk about how leaders like you build empathy in a new location like London? Yeah, I, I think it was a challenge as well as a great opportunity, Steph, because you know it's rare to have the opportunity to, to build a culture and a facility from the ground up. I mean, even in the U.S., when we open a new hospital, we're still kind of building it with the support of the other Cleveland Clinic health system hospitals, you know, teams, caregivers, et cetera, come over. So this was really building from scratch. And we developed early on what we call our Cleveland Clinic London purpose statement, which is compassionate caregivers transforming health and care for the world. And that really became our mantra in a lot of ways. We had a slide that calls that purpose statement out along with Cleveland Clinic's values and our care priorities at Cleveland Clinic, which, as you know, are our patients, our caregivers, our community and the organization. And every meeting we we start with reiterating that slide to keep reminding people why we're here in London, what we're bringing. And, And it's not us bringing it from the U.S., it's building it together, taking what you know, what's the best from the U.S. and what we've developed over 100 years at Cleveland Clinic and melding that with, you know, the best of U.K. healthcare. We spend a lot of time with our caregivers from day one, you know, helping them to be aware of Cleveland Clinic's values. And, you know, through that purpose slide, we talk about quality and safety and empathy and teamwork and inclusion and the other values, again, over and over and over again. You know, we show the empathy video, which, you know, no matter how many times we see the Cleveland Clinic empathy video, it has so much meaning for us. 
All of our caregivers see that on day one of their orientation. All of our caregivers um, are receiving or have received heart training. So they really understand that basic Cleveland Clinic model for empathic interactions, either with patients or with each other. And then we just keep, you know, reiterating that that patient's first motto, that ethos, because, you know, as you know, it's much more than a motto, right? It really is the way we make decisions at Cleveland Clinic. And I think it's been great to see a whole new group of caregivers in another country embrace those values and that patient's first ethos. I want to reflect back a few things I heard because I think it's worth repeating. As you're building empathy, you talked about reinforcing and starting your meetings with the purpose statement and, and talking about how to build purpose. I just read this book. It's just this weekend. So here's a business plug for a non-related Cleveland Clinic <laughs> book. It was called um, The Power of a Moment by the Heath Brothers. And essentially they said that they did you know business studies on people that are motivated by their individual passion, the, the passion to serve, or people that are motivated when there's a higher purpose to the work. Mm-hmm. And they actually found better long-term sustained performance when you can ingrain a purpose in the work. Passion moves an individual forward, but purpose moves all individuals forward. Mm-hmm. And the idea that to build this empathy culture, you started even before patients on that purpose. Congratulations. Well, that's great. And thanks for sharing that that book recommendation. It sounds terrific. It's, you know, it brings to mind something we've, I think we were just talking about here yesterday with our executive team in London. You know, we're obviously in a very busy time now because we're, we're seeing patients in one facility and we're in a, you know, huge, you know, scurry to get everything ready to open up a, a brand new hospital. And, you know, clearly our caregivers are working very hard. And, you know, I I think what we were talking about is, you know, I think there's good evidence, you know, like probably what's cited in that book to suggest that, you know, if you really want to keep people engaged in their work, keep them from getting burned out. It's not as much, you know, making sure they're not working too hard or working too many hours. It's all about making sure that they can continue to see that meaning and purpose in their work. Because if you really feel like, you know, you're not just doing a job, but you're working with a team to achieve, you know, something that's bigger than than any of the individual pieces, you know, that really helps to maintain motivation. It really does. And empathy is hard as a concept, but when you embed it as a purpose, it's a little bit more digestible. Mm -hmm. So you've lived in London for a few years now. What new perspective from being in London have you gained as it relates to empathy? You know, that's a great question. I mean, working in London has been just a a fantastic experience for me, you know, really transformative. And one of the things that's really impressed me, perhaps what's impressed me the most, is really getting a closer, you know, view of the National Health Service here, the NHS. You know, the NHS was formed after the war, and it was really built on the premise that everybody should have access to high-quality health care. So everybody, you know, without any out-of-pocket payment can access NHS services, and it's rightly regarded as a national treasure here. And following that, I'm really impressed with the passion I see from the nurses, the doctors, the other caregivers here who still work or have worked in the National Health Service. Clearly, they're doing it not for the money um, as much as it's a calling for them. It's something that's part of the national ethos. 
And, you know, empathy clearly, you know, it's a common language between here and the UK. And they're clearly doing it to support the people of this country. And they're bringing that really with them to their work here at Cleveland Clinic London. So I think rather than us being a greenfield here where we had to totally start from scratch, you know, we are really taking a lot of that passion, that empathy, and that real skill from our UK providers and really melding them with some of the things that really we've developed and that make our model special around delivering empathic care. And I think Cleveland Clinic London really is going to be a fantastic blend of the best of the US and the best of the UK. I love that perspective. And I love that empathy is a commonality that crosses upon there. What is a surprise to you, though? What what being in London, have you found to be the biggest surprise? Mm-hmm. That is a great question. And because I think there's been a lot of surprises, you know, including the fact that there's a big difference between UK English and US English. So I think, you know, my colleagues and I have really had had to learn a, lo- a new way of speaking. And, and, you know, we joke that whether it's on emails or in conversations with people you know, like you in Cleveland, we've learned to toggle back and forth and how we talk, not with an accent, but just the words we use. You know, I, I think, though, the other surprise, and this has really been gratifying, is, is seeing people in another culture and in another country really connect with, you know, Cleveland Clinic's values and Cleveland Clinic's model. You know, I think when you grow up in an organization like I have, it's easy to take it for granted. Because it's the only organization you've ever been in and everybody, you know, sometimes you can kind of, oh, yeah, the values and, you know, we're going to talk about the values again. But but to come to another country and, you know, see people really say, I love the way you do that or I love the way you, you not only have your values, but live your values. That has been a real pleasant surprise. And I think it, it really has been the best part of, of being uh, part of this project. That's great. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and ask you about our patients. And now, as Cleveland Clinic London is opening, how are you listening to and communicating with patients even before we see our first hospital patient or even before we had our outpatient clinic open? You know, one of the things I learned in my patient experience leadership role here is that there already is a strong tradition in the UK of not only getting patients feedback or input about decisions, but but actually truly engaging in co-creation. So it's certainly something that we have strived for at Cleveland Clinic, but it, you know, 100% resonates and aligns with what they do here in the UK. And, you know, just like in Cleveland, we have our healthcare partners program where we have patient panels and patients engaged in committees and, and, you know, really in leadership in the organization. You know, that's not only a practice here, but it's an expectation. So, you know, we had the challenge of how do you do that when you don't have patients as a brand new healthcare provider? Um, the fortunate thing, though, is even though we're not seeing patients at Cleveland Clinic London, our doctors, who are called consultants here, they're coming to us from the National Health Service. Many of them have their own private practices as well. And so they have their own patient panels. So we were able to go and kind of assemble a panel of patients from their practices um, to really be our you know, initial nuclear patient panel. And, and just as we were gearing up to start that panel, COVID hit. And um, 
We all were working remotely. So we had to really pivot from doing that in person to doing it virtually, which actually patients like because they don't have to travel into central London, you know, at dinner time. So it's worked really well. So our patient experience manager here, Michelle, has really done a great job of managing that panel, you know, really making sure that, you know, we're bringing to them real issues, you know, kind of sharing with them. Either this is something we're planning, how does it sound, or this is something we want to do, how do you think we could best do it? And, you know, it's really helped us to get a jump start. You know, the exciting thing now is now that we have patients, we're actually starting to recruit real patients. And we found that, you know, many of our patients are really happy to, you know, help us out as we're really starting to take our first steps as a, as a provider in the UK. Someone said to me recently that patients, we spend a lot of money in healthcare on consultants, and I don't mean the doctor consultants that I now know you call, um, but in consultancy groups, and patients are free consultants if we find ways Mm -hmm. to incorporate that voice. So that's wonderful that that's an expectation and that you've done that from the get-go, even with the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great that we have because probably not surprisingly with this being a different country, in a different culture, in a different health system. Not everything that we do in Cleveland that we've developed as a best practice in terms of patient experience resonates with the people in the UK. And certain things that we're not doing in Cleveland or maybe have stopped doing because we didn't feel it was effective definitely is here. So it really challenges our preconceptions about how to do things here. Uh, and it really helps to make sure that what we come up with is our model for healthcare and for the delivery of patient experience can, can really be appropriate for the actual patients we're going to be serving. Yeah. And isn't that patients first, looking to mm-hmm. the patients we're serving and not the model that we think they need? So with the pandemic, has that impacted in a way that you could talk about how Cleveland Clinic London's being received by patients? Yeah, well, you know, I think based on what we've seen in the U.S. as well as the U.K., you know, clearly COVID has had a tremendous impact on health systems, you know, all over the world. And, you know, I think the biggest impact here in the U.K., because the National Health Service covers everybody and, you know, it has a very tight budget, especially compared to what we're used to spending in the U.S., Even in the best of times, um, the NHS here pretty much is operating near capacity in most areas. So with COVID, it really stretched the resources of the system. And a lot of care had to be deferred, you know, because of COVID filling up the hospitals. There were three or four major waves of COVID here in the UK, and each one of those kind of bumped up against the capacity. So, you know, a lot of elective care, joint replacement surgeries, hernias, uh, cataract surgeries, uh, a lot of cancer care, and, and a lot of even, you know, kind of screening care, routine health maintenance stuff was deferred. So there's an estimate that conservatively, there's over 5 million people here in the UK who are currently on waiting lists for care that might be 6, 12, or even 24 months long. Wow. So you know, there's a lot of excitement among the patient population here. You know, we're the first new hospital to open up in Greater London in over 30 years. You know, brand new hospital, not a new hospital that's part of an existing health system. 
So I think the fact that we are coming on adding capacity at a time when the country really needs it, and a lot of the services that we'll be delivering at Cleveland Clinic London really address those areas where that backlog has been created. So we're feeling like, you know, although we wish we could have been operational to really step up and help during the midst of those three, you know, those waves of of COVID, you know, at least we're going to be here to help with the recovery and to help get patients in the country back on track from a health perspective. And that's so important. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask about your big role as well as your patient experience roles. In what quality, safety, or patient experience initiative are you most excited about with Cleveland mm-hmm. Clinic London? You know, I guess I'll cheat because I, I can think it too. But, you know, I think the first one is, you know, we have focused a lot on developing some tools and skills to help to deliver highly reliable care here in Cleveland Clinic London. You know, healthcare, as you know, Steph, has been learning a lot of lessons over the last couple of decades from other industries that have kind of figured out how to deliver highly reliable services. And, you know, that really simply means how do you deliver consistent quality and safety in whatever your business is, you know, despite existing in a really complex sometimes even a chaotic environment, which certainly healthcare can be at times, right? So industries like nuclear power, like aviation, even the military, you know, they have really learned a lot of lessons over the years about how to do that. And, you know, healthcare has really, in recent years, started to incorporate those lessons. And we've been able to really develop a toolkit for our caregivers to help them to deliver high reliability, regardless of whether they're seeing patients or whether they're working in other areas, you know, kind of in the back office, not with patients, but still doing important work. They're all, you know, we're all caregivers here. And and a lot of that, frankly, a lot of that high reliability is built on empathy. You know, it's about you know, number one, having empathy for your fellow caregivers, for your fellow team members, you know, listening and also valuing speaking up and supporting speaking up amongst teams and between teams. And then on the patient care realm, obviously, in terms of patient experience, you know, it again is around teaching skills to effectively communicate with patients like the heart program, you know, so that we're sure that we are really listening to our patients and engaging them fully in their care. And and that kind of brings me to the second initiative that I'm really excited about. And and that's what we call in Cleveland Clinic, the plan of care rounds. Okay. Uh, And plan of care rounds for the listeners really is, you know, simply the idea that it's structured every day in the hospital that the key members of the care team, usually at minimum a doctor and a nurse involved in that patient's care, sit down with the patient, really kind of explain what the plan is for their care, both that day and for their hospital stay. And I think most importantly, make sure that they're hearing from the patient what their questions or concerns are and they're answering them. Okay. And it sounds very simple, but I think as we've learned at Cleveland Clinic, you know, it's a challenge to do it consistently. And I think we've learned some tricks for doing that. And, you know, we have the opportunity here to build that into our model from day one at the hospital. So it's not, you know, bringing something new into a system where people's habits are ingrained, but we can, you know, our intent is to have that part of our our way of doing things from day one. So I'm really excited about that. 
know, I'm really also excited that based on some of the tools that Cleveland Clinic has produced, you know, we'll be able to kind of easily measure that and understand how often it's happening so we can be sure that it's happening. And if it's not in certain areas, we can we can look at how we can make sure that it is delivered. Great answers. I love how the plan of care visit really is about communication and expectation setting. And that is high reliability and empathy mm-hmm. at its best. Now, yep. I had promised you no curveballs and in a very, <laughs> yeah, right, in, in a very non-empathetic way, here it is. If I were to check in with you five years from now, mm-hmm. what would you say would be your measure to know that you, this was a successful launch, that we were serving London in the best way possible, mm-hmm. the world in the best way possible? How do you see success in five years? Yeah, I, I think for me, a key measure of success would be that patients come to Cleveland Clinic London because it's Cleveland Clinic London, because they know that that means that they're going to receive, you know, high quality care, you know, the utmost in safe care, and also a tremendous patient experience, you know, which includes empathy. And the reason that's so important is we are in the private healthcare system here in the UK. And in the private healthcare system, patients generally select their doctor based on reputation, based on their skill. And that happens in the US as well. But if we're successful, patients are going to come to us not only because we have tremendous doctors who have great reputations, but they're going to trust that no matter which doctor they're scheduled with, when they contact Cleveland Clinic London, they're going to get consistent, empathic, high-quality care. And if we can do that in five years, there'll be high fives all around. Look at that. You knocked that curveball right out of the park. <laughs> hey, Jim, with your leadership, I'm confident that Cleveland Clinic London is going to have the highest safe quality experience that we can offer any patient anywhere. So thank you for the leadership that you've been giving us and that you're continuing to offer. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Steph, for the vote of confidence. And uh, I hope we can fulfill it. I think more importantly, thanks for the opportunity to participate in this podcast. I enjoy listening to it, and it's uh, great to be a participant. This concludes the Studies and Empathy podcast. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website, my.clevelandclinic.org forward slash podcast. Subscribe to the Studies and Empathy podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.